Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Wise Men Say podcast, Sunderland have just beaten Manchester City under 21s 2-0 to advance to the semi-finals of the Checker Trade Trophy. That means Sunderland are just one game away from what would be a memorable Wembley appearance. I'm your host James Copley, I'm going to find some expert reaction for you and we're going to hear from Jack Ross in the tunnel too. So I'm joined in the tunnel, or pitch side, should I say, by our Thursday host, Frankie Francis. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, it's, it's good to be pitch side in like an Arsene Wenger jacket. I feel like I'm the new manager or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look good. And we're, we're very close to the pitch as well. Like, I almost smell it. Yeah, yeah. You're waiting to hear what Jack Ross has to say. But uh, I think it was um, a pretty good evening for Sunderland. Really a lot of positives out of that one. Um, individual mentions, I'd say... Kimbiaka was great up front. Great for Duncan Watmore to get a goal. I thought that was very positive. Luke nine in a forward position. He, he likes to get into the box, doesn't he? Which is nice. It's great, great to see. Um, there was lots of lots of good positives for Sunderland tonight. I think um, it was good to see a good. Uh, well, you know, it was really exciting how good they, they were, they were, some of their kids are. So I'm joined as always by Nick Barnes. Nick, what did you make of that game? Well, actually, quite enjoyable. I thought it was tidy. I thought. Um, Manchester City's players, look, they're, they're talented, there's no question. The, the way they stroke the ball around, the, the confidence. Um, maybe, you know, their, their failing in the end was they didn't have any penetration. They didn't mm. have anybody really good who got in, in behind Sunderland, but that's experience, isn't it, in the, in the long run. Um, I thought, you know, that, that they didn't look like a team that were, in, by any sense, shape or form, out of their depth. Yeah. Um, but that's a testament to the sort of calibre of the... Mm. Players that Manchester City have got at their disposal. Uh, the, the bearing money, in the mind money the money, um, well, bear in mind that two, three, four of those players are 16 years old. I mean, that's yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. Um, to to be playing with that level of confidence and that level of skill at this at, at this stage of the competition. Mm. This is testament to how good you know the Manchester City youngsters are. But I thought Sunderland acquitted themselves well. I thought they you know they, there was some there was some really nice performance. I thought for, um, Kim Pionka. Yeah, he deserved the goal. Nyan deserved the goal. His energy is is boundless. You know, you can see what he brings to the team when he's playing in that midfield position. Would you be in favour of having him there for the Wimbledon game? Possibly? Well, I'd certainly have him or Honeyman if he's fit back because I think that's what they're lacking at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's got that ability to get in the box and O'Nyan 
um, especially because he di- he likes a pot at goal. You know, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he does like to try and get on the score sheet as well. So um, and with Matthews coming back, that obviously well, it, it's a it frees now, him up it? to do yeah, that. Yeah. And I thought, well, Robson comes on and gives you know, play with gusto. The 15 yeah, minutes yeah. he he had on, he threw himself literally into the game. Um, I thought there was a lot of positives to take that. McGeoch again had a really tidy game. He always gets on the ball and wants to push it forwards. The only disappointment for me actually again was Maguire. Just, just, just didn't, he just, just didn't never really seem to the, uh, never seemed to sort of stamp any sort of authority on the game. Do you think he needs dropping, or do you what, do you think he needs to spell out the side, or is it just because obviously over here and Gary in his um, in his commentary with you he says that the key thing is consistency at this level. Is which, it just which that? Well, that's something that obviously dogged him through his career. That's why he's here. Um, what's the solution to that? Players often find, find that you know the form will return at some point. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? Do you drop them? Do you do you mm-hmm. persevere with them? It's a, it's a difficult one. I, I think it, it it might actually give itself an answer in the sense that you've got O'Neill there, is eager and willing to play. It, it, you might find that you sacrifice Maguire for O'Neill yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. a formation. Mm-hmm. That might be the way to do it, and, and until Maguire gets his hunger back or whatever it is that makes him tick. And one game away from Wembley now, that would be well. The draw not to look too, yeah, too far in the look, future. Who you got? Portsmouth, Berry, Bristol Rovers. I mean. Who would you prefer to get? Any of those, you know, at home, you'd want to probably avoid Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ideal final would be Portsmouth in terms of a sellout at yeah, Wembley. It'd, it'd be a harder game to win, but it'd be a better atmosphere for it. Um, you know, they're in the draw. That's the, that's the main thing. Well, thanks for speaking to us, Nick. We're going to go and speak to solo manager Jack Ross now. So I'm pleased that the players were brave enough to be patient out of possession because you had to be because if you're not then you get picked off because they've got I said as you mentioned they have got talented players and there's no doubt they have and that's why um, you know that's why people want to go there because they believe they're going to the place that I don't know if it gives them the best opportunity but they're, they're playing with some talented players One game left then from Wembley I mean I assume for the draw now you just want a home draw Yeah preferably um, you know I think because it will fall in a busy a, a busy period for us um, that we'd prefer not to travel um, and obviously I reckon the home by and large has been good this season so that would be preferable but now it doesn't really matter you know we know that it's, it's one game away now to progress to this stage is won six games I think so you know you don't want that hard work to go to waste and not win this next one to get to the final and kind of stress that to the players there that we've gone to this mini break reminding them the third in the league with game in hand and they're in a semi-final you know they should come back with a bit of excitement and thinking I'm, you know, I'm going to be buying at it um, fresh, excited, knowing that this, these next few months could be special for them. They could fall flat, but they could be special, you know. And I think there's enough in there that believe they will be, and I'll, I'll be striving to do that. Adam Matthews with a good ninety minutes today. That must be pleasing to have him back because it allows Luke O'Neill to be available in midfield, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, particularly the last couple of games. But Saturday it was a, it was a difficult one for me not to play him. I thought long and hard about it for those two reasons. One, I think Adam's a really good player. I think he's, he's his form over the last couple of months he's been really good um, and he's a natural fullback. but Luke's performances there had, had given me more of a headache probably than anticipated um, but I think he's seen tonight that um, what Luke what Luke gives us but also I do believe that the spell at right back has helped him then produce that type of performance tonight because I think it's just brought out probably greater confidence in him and belief that he feels at home within the club um, and on the pitch and so that's good for me, knowing that he feels good about himself and we can hopefully start to utilise him in more of his nat- actually natural position. He doesn't look to him natural at full-back, but the position that I think will get the most from. And no manager and no wike in the squad today. Are they both carrying knocks and how they're looking for Wimbledon? Yeah, every one of the players that wasn't involved tonight, so Josh, Charlie, Max Power, Aidan, um, 
probably others, but they were all relatively minor knocks. Um, I'm not saying that they would have, it was because the checker trade we left them out. Maybe Aiden was the only one that at a push we could have pushed. Or, you know, to, if it was a league game, for example, the rest would have missed the game. So, um, yeah, the, you know, the fact that that game should, and they're all minor knocks, so, so they should all be um, back fit and healthy for um, for the week leading up to that game. And you know, I'm hoping that, that George will be back in the training pitch that week as well, properly, which is encouraging for us as well. I'm looking forward to this break now um, before Wimbledon get back on the training pitch I suppose yeah it's, um, I think that I've said post-match not for fatigue reasons or anything I just think that it, the way it's fallen for us it gives us um, everybody a little bit they'll get a couple of days away from each other players, staff and um, I think they'll use it properly and they'll come back I, I do believe that speaking to a lot of players individually they, they're frustrated just now but they're also the hunger to do well for the club remains and as I mentioned that Tonight is not a bad game to finish if you like going into this little 10-day break because that, being able to highlight the fact that they have this running to look forward to, that they're in a good position in a semi-final to potentially reach a final at Wembley is, should you know f give them that excitement. And um, you know, I, I'm confident that will be the case when they come back. Next up, Duncan Watmore gives his thoughts fresh from his performance and the goal scored at the Stadium of Light tonight. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I've never played at Wembley, so it's something that I obviously would love to be able to experience, um, and I'm sure that many of the lads are the same in there. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a really nice prize for the season that we get the chance to, to do this competition. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've done it well, and uh, everyone's taking it very, very seriously. And as a result, as I say, we're one game from Wembley, and, and that'll be tough, but... Um, you know, everyone's excited for the, for the opportunity. I mean, the manager's making the point you're all on the verge of possibly for your own individual careers making a little bit of history for yourselves with a potential Wembley final, potential promotion. It, it's something, you know, after this sort of mini break you've got to come back and strive for. It definitely is, and it's something that everyone's very excited for. Um, at the same time, we're under no illusions. It's going to be hard. Um, this league's tough. Um, it's not as straightforward as, oh, we're something we can get out of this league. It's enough... You know, you have to earn the right to get out of this league, and it's a tough league. So, we, we won't be complacent, and you know, we'll have to get back to, to winning ways. And, and everyone's on on sheet to do that. Is it a bit more <coughs> special for you, bearing in mind the, the the couple of years that you've had? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's obviously been, you know, a pretty miserable couple of years here. Um, personally, from my injury and the relegations, it, it's 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 been a you know a dark couple of years. But at the same time. I look forward and, and the positivity around the place now and, and the challenges we have and the opportunities we have um, in the next three, four months are, um, are something that, you know, as a footballer, you've got to be excited about. A big thanks to Jack Ross, Nick Barnes, Duncan Watmore and Sun FM for the audio today. I'm off to the Weed Chief pub to catch up with Stephen Goldsmith and Mickey Luff for their post-match thoughts. I've got cup fever. Cup fever, one game away <laughs> from Wembley. Mickey, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I'm pleased. I mean, there's a lot of people that decry the Czech Trade Trophy, but it's a shot at Wembley, and potentially we could play a Portsmouth in the final with 40,000 supporters each going to the game, so it could be quite a good spectacle. Stephen, do you concur? Yeah, um, well, if we all think the draw was rigged, oh, like we've all suggested you. it was, then what will happen is Sunderland will play Bury in the semi-final, and Portsmouth will play Bristol Rovers because of one... Portsmouth and Sunderland in the final. So, if this is like paranoid nonsense by Friday, it could not be that at all, and we look like idiots. We look like idiots anyway. But what um, did you make of the game? I thought I'm, 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 I'm relieved more than anything that we overcome this uh, obstacle. Being selfish, I'm a bit disappointed we didn't score another couple, at least another two or three, because I think, firstly, our performance warranted that. 
and secondly it would have been a nice middle finger to everybody else who was looking at the game hoping for a slip up somewhere and let's be honest Luke O'Neill could have had a hat trick on his own he should have had a hat trick actually well um, yeah I mean they, did they really have a shot that they had one that flashed wide you know we, we could have we could have if, if we won that game 5 6 0, then it would have, you know, Connolly should have yeah. scored at the end as well when he came up. Yeah, so it, being selfish, that would have been nice, and we could have put a middle finger up to the rest of the country who were hoping for some kind of upset. But uh, saying that, there was, there was there was a 10 minute spell in the first half where Man City were really knocking the wall, yeah, yeah, and I think like. Catterball and McGeek will probably look at each other thinking, fucking hell, lads. <laughs> like, you know, and Man City were playing the ball around because that, that's a talented young team, yeah, that is. Yeah, like, good. technically, very, very good. But the thing but is, they, when you pass them in the tunnel, though, they're so small and so slight that well, you can almost see why they kind of got bullied later they on. They just the game. didn't. They just didn't. As good as they were technically, and they were very, very good, control the ball very well, knocked it about. They didn't break the lines ever. I can't, no. I can't, you know, they, they didn't get behind us, they didn't break the lines. I agree with everything Stephen said, but I also think tonight, if we had won the game a little bit more emphatically in terms of scoreline, it would have been a middle finger to our own supporters because naturally I understand why people are concerned, but I think people have been going a little bit overboard and there's been a thing about how we can't kill teams off, so it would have been really pleasing to see us actually like get four or five goals and win in really convincing style. So from that to that end, like, you know, I would have liked to say to score more goals, but I think if you look up the dictionary definition of professional performance, I think that was it tonight. So pleased all round. Yeah, well, that's all I could have done. It's one of those that we, we spoke after being Newcastle and said, look, all we all for is a win, a comfortable 4 0 win. It should have been that, if not more, tonight. We had way more chances tonight than we did against Newcastle. There's 15,000 fans there. When I grew up at Roker Park, there was less than that for some Division 2 games, um, even less at St James Park at the same time. Um, so, you know, look, what, what do you, when you started, nobody wanted to be in this position in League One. No, of course nobody. Not. And what you say is, right, let's get promoted. And we said clearly, and you can go back and listen to the podcast, no, you wouldn't do that. But if you wanted to do that, you could go back. And we said then, let's just win everything we can. A check and trade trophy is only available to League One, League Two teams. Let's go and win it. Yeah, and that's Oasis blaring out. So on that note, I think we'll um, I think we'll finish.